Well, today I get to talk about something I really love. I've talked about it for every single year. We've been around for six years as a church, and uh, we've talked about discovering your giftings because God created us with giftings and talents. And a lot of times we forget, and a lot of times we don't know. And we just are doing life, and here we are, and we're just like, man, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like, what has God created me for? What, how has he designed me? And uh, just knowing how the Lord's designed you and the gifts that he's given you can really impact your life that you make a purpose even on Monday mornings at work. It feels like you're waking up with purpose and passion. And so wouldn't that be great? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I did want to point out that... Uh, Jacob here and a group of people, that second song that we sang um, during our time of worship, we're worshiping God, that's written from City Church. Isn't that a great song? Yeah, you know it's a good song when you actually are singing it throughout the week, you know, and so I uh, found myself singing it in, in more of a falsetto key, but just uh, that's one of the things that God you know, God gave us a great worship director. Jacob just, like, opened the door up. Hey, does anybody want to write a song? And, like, a group of people got together and wrote it. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Love it when the Lord does that. It's just blessed, isn't it? So as we discover our gifts and what God's created us in, it's a great reminder because a lot of times in life we, we go through thinking that, you know, we're less than or a lot of times, I don't know about you, but I go through a lot of life thinking I'm not enough. Like, I should be doing more. I could be doing more. Does anybody else struggle with that? Like, just, I could be doing more, and you find yourself just completely with your plate full of stuff to do, and you don't feel much purpose in it. And so we find ourselves that way. Or, you know, one, one way that um, when we have our purpose in, in Christ and discover our gifts in him, uh, it doesn't matter our past. And so even though our past is messy, God still has plans and purposes for the, for the future. And that comes through discovering how he's created us and how he's designed us. So this is Paul's message to the church. We are the church. Tell your neighbor, we are the church. Paul's message to the church was that God will build unity within the body of Christ as we each use our gifts and our talents in a healthy way. A lot of times when we think of a church, we think of like one person running around, making all the coffee, talking, playing an instrument. I kind of grew up in that environment where it's just like, you know, four people doing a whole lot of stuff. And uh, it's just, it's not sustainable the church is all of us playing a part, all of us having a role in it, because God's designed you with a gift and a talent to play a role at the church. And so this is Paul's message, and he actually, we talked about it last week, Paul says that he, God wants to build unity within the church, and the way that he's going to do that is to make every effort to keep the unity of the body of Christ through the Spirit. And so um, last week we talked about making every single effort. I don't know about you guys, but I had a really busy week last week with a lot of emails and stuff, making every effort I can to keep the unity of the Spirit. And so this is Paul's message, keep 
keep the unity of the Spirit, make every single effort to do that. And then from there, here's how God's designed his church. He's given each person a different gift. And when we all gather together, we work and we function as the body of Christ. And so we're going to be looking at Ephesians 4.11 and uh, go through 4.11 through 16 today. It'll be up here on the screen, but I'm going to go ahead and pray. Would you guys pray with me? Would you pray for me too that I don't say anything stupid like those jokes? All right. Thank you. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Just speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Speak to every single area of our life that... Um, we have maybe questions right now on how you've designed us, how you've created us. Lord, would you help us discover the gifts that you've given us, Lord? Lord, I just choose to get out of your way this morning. Um, would you just speak directly through me, Holy Spirit? Uh, not my words, but your words coming through to people's hearts. Have your way with this entire service, Lord. We thank you for just the peace that is set right here this time that we just get to get together and, and worship you. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you're here today. You showed up. You showed up to church this morning. And so speak to us, God. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Ephesians 4.11. We're going to read of 4.11 to 4.12. So Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. So Christ gave these different giftings to do what? To equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So God gave each person different giftings. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the, and the evangelists, and the teachers. And he gives us all these gifts. So all those gifts are represented in this room right now as we speak. All of those gifts are here. Each one of us have one of those gifts. And he also gave us the, some other gifts that we're going to discover today too. So he gives these gifts so that the body of Christ may be built up. So that his body, his church can be built up. So I would like to talk through really quickly, as fast as I can, what those gifts look like in some common characteristics of them, some common weaknesses of them, and then how you can apply them in your day-to-day -day life. So I'd like to start with the gift of apostle, the apostle gifting. Common characteristics of an apostle normally sees the big picture, sees the resources to accomplish the task, and then puts people in place to accomplish a task. Apostles love tasks. They love starting new things, getting people on board, making a team. Let's go get them, guys. That's the apostle. It's a great gift to have. It's a beautiful gift. A lot of things get started from apostles. They're really good at starting stuff. Some of the common weaknesses with the apostle is uh, minimal explanation on why we are starting this, why we are doing this. It doesn't matter why, just do it, right? <laughs> That's the apostle gifting. And handing out, um, being administrative and delegating a lot of things, it, it come, a common weakness can kind of seem like, oh, this person is just really lazy. No, they're, they're the ones administrating things. Have you guys ever noticed, like, the more you move more into management, the harder your job gets? It was, have, has anyone else noticed that? I asked first service and, like, nobody responded. It's like, okay. I guess that's just me. So those are some of the weaknesses, the common weaknesses of an apostle. 
uh, in action, at work, you find yourself suggesting new ways we can make this better. <laughs> Always bringing a suggestion to the table. Oh, we could get more people involved, or we could move the team forward, or we could do a better job of this if we just did this. Like always making suggestions of changing things to make it better. At home, you're the one making sure the kids get everything done. They're at their activities on time. And uh, it's, a, it's a clean house. Like let's get stuff done around here. This is the apostle gifting. At the church, you serve as one of the, the um, directors at the church, one of the leaders around here. You love leading and get building teams together. So this is the apostle gifting. Let's talk about the prophetic gifting. Prophetic gifting sees into the spiritual realm, uh, has a sense of a spiritual presence. This is a prophetic gifting. May in, receive insights and vision for what God is doing and how he's moving. And um, speak spontaneously words from God, words by God. This is a prophetic gifting. There's some common characteristics. Some of the common weaknesses of this gifting is a misuse or manipulate and, and uh, having some control because um, if I say the Lord told me, who are you to really say he didn't? And so like this gifting can be really powerful. It can be really used well. And it can also be detrimental. God said. And so this gifting is really great in using a context of a church and coming under leadership. Rich Nathan had a quote this week that uh, he's a pastor in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, he had a quote on, on his uh, Instagram about, he said this, he said, there's something fundamentally wrong with the charismatic ethics. The Lord told me or the Lord is leading me is often used to justify breaking commitments, severing relationships, and rationalizing away the hurt that's caused to others. He said, stop blaming the spirit for our sin. Like, whoa, bring it, Rich. So this is one of the common weaknesses. In action for the, the prophetic gifting is um, you love maybe working with and caring for people as part of your profession. You could, you could definitely do that. At home, you're the person that Everybody goes to with skin knees. If you're hurting, will you pray for me? You love praying for your city. You love praying for your neighborhood. You love to pray. We can all use the prophetic gifting, right? Yeah. Pray more. At the church, you're bringing insight and, and including the team on, well, I really feel like the Lord's really leading us in this way today. This is the prophetic gifting that Paul is talking about. Pastoral gifting, some common characteristics is takes care of their words to avoid hurting people. Pastors hate to hurt people, the pastor gifting. Hate it when you've offended somebody by something that you've said. Looks for the good in people, non-critical. We could all be more pastoral, pastoral right? Gifting people. Uh, easily hurt by others because may feel responsible for other people's problems. That's one of the weaknesses of the pastoral gifting. Uh, and one, another common weakness is ministering to people of the opposite sex can kind of come across uh, misinterpreted. 
because a pastor loves to care for people. And so when you're ministering to somebody of the opposite sex, they're like, oh, they're really into me. No, I just, I'm just, <laughs> I just love you like Jesus. <laughs> Pastoral gifting. In action, uh, you find yourself maybe in a counseling profession. Love to just care for people. Uh, in the workplace, I've seen this so many times that everybody comes to you with all of their problems. If you find that in your workplace, you probably have the pastoral gifting. That's how God's designed you. If everybody's coming to you with all their problems and you like don't like them at all, you probably don't have the pastoral <laughs> gift. That's something else. <laughs> at City Church, on our teams and around the church, you, you care for people, you comfort them, you have compassion for everyone. This is the pastoral gifting in action. So Paul says pastors, and then he says evangelists. So that means that there's people with evangelism gifting, evangelistic. Some common characteristics of that are you accept people right where they're at, non-judgmental. Such an evangelist thing. Uh, loves to encourage people to take on this new life that Jesus has to grow. Oh, you just need to grow. That's totally an evangelism gifting. Expects a lot of yourself and of others. It's definitely an evangelism gifting. Some common weaknesses are tends to interrupt people, interrupt people with an eagerness to share advice. <laughs> well, I know what you need to do. Wait, you haven't even heard my question. I didn't even say anything to you. And this is the road you need to take. And then after that, you need to read this book. And then after you do that, you need to get in this group. And then this is the evangelism gifting. Like, let, that's kind of a common weakness. Let people ask questions. And then unsolicited advice I've learned in the last six years is like, it doesn't work. I've tried it on Facebook a lot. Nobody listens. In action on the job, you're, you're a cheerleader in your workplace, motivating people. We can do it. Uh, Christina, is she in here? Is she? Where is she? Oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah, stand up, Christina. Make her stand up. She's our children's director. And uh, so... It, <laughs> I just want to give you like an act in action. So, Christina, it doesn't matter what we're doing around here. You know, it doesn't matter. We, we could be mopping the floors. And Christina, at the end of the job, will go, look, guys, we're doing it. We're doing it, guys. Like, yeah, yeah, we mopped the floor. Doing, we're doing it. This is that, yeah. You need those people in your life. Everybody should spend more time with Christina. We need those people, don't we? Like, look at what we've done. This is so good. Especially apostles. Oh, we can do so much more. Well, look at what we just did. We mopped the floor. Did a really good job of it, too. The teacher gifting common characteristics, gets excited about the knowledge of the Bible. 
how we can apply it. Oh, man, if you just knew, hey, have you heard about Ephesians 4, 11? It says that God's given everybody, you know, it just gets pumped about, I get to share the word of God with people. Teacher gifting. Super good. We need it. Explains biblical interest and, and gives insight of what the Bible has to say. And, and I've noticed a lot with teacher gifting is they use props. That's something I've just noticed. <laughs> Common weaknesses are bores people with too much information. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to know where John 3.16 was at. Uh, can rely a lot on research and, and knowledge as opposed to what is the Holy Spirit saying in this moment. It's kind of a common weakness. Some life examples is you might find yourself a teacher. Find yourself teaching other people, younger people, older people, just using that gift in day-to-day -day life. Love teaching people. It doesn't have to be in front of a classroom by any means, but anything that you put your hands on, you're like, this is how I'm doing this. This is how we created this. Man, I saw, <laughs> I just realized that I saw all these giftings when we did this remodel. Like some of you guys just like took over and did stuff. Some of you are like, yeah, you put the nail here and you screw it in here. And this is how, you know, so like it, it just happens. We just use these giftings. This is how God designed us. That's the teaching gifting. Um, a couple more that aren't in Paul's letter today, but are definitely in the Bible, are, is a giving gifting. The giving gifting. Uh, one of the common characteristics is just commitment to tithing and extra donations to the church. Uh, when we did this remodel, did you guys know that like, all this stuff costs money? Walk in city kids and see the paint job, it, it, all costs, it all costs funds. I don't know where those magically are supposed to come from, but uh, you guys made that happen. You guys funded that, and like it's the giving gift, and you just love to give to things, to make stuff happen, to move things forward. That's a beautiful gift. Some common weaknesses is a frugal lifestyle may appear selfish to family and others in need. So you love to give to other organizations, love to give to the church, but your family's like, well, what about me? And you're like, I've already given you everything. <laughs> this is the giving gifting. In action, uh, you love working with numbers maybe, get a lot of satisfaction from that. At home, you are the one that does the budget and the billing. Raise your hand if that's you today. If that falls on you, you're the one that does the budget and bills and all that. Good. Good job. Keep it up, guys. At the church, you can be counted on for special donations, for tithe, and um, moving the church forward financially. And lastly, I just want to end with one, one other gift that's just so vital is, is the helper gifting. Some common characteristics is you recognize things that need to be done even before somebody asked you to do them. I love these people. Don't you? Yeah. Has a keen memory on remembering people's likes and dislikes. Like, that actually matters to you. Good for you. Stays with a project until it's done. Once again, I love these people. And more interested in meeting other people's needs instead of meeting your own. 
This is the, the helper gifting. Some common weaknesses is finds it hard to accept help from others. Willing to help everybody else, but when it comes time for you to receive some help, I don't need it. Another one um, is may criticize others who don't recognize and meet others' needs. I'm the only one that does anything around here. Yeah, that gifting. It's a common weakness. At home, you may uh, be the one that is um, helping pick up with no complaints. Pick up your own clothes. Put the dishes away. And you like doing these things. Amy has been praying and, you know, just laying hands on me that I would just receive this gifting in the name of Jesus. Pick up my stuff. Participate around the house. There's so much TV to watch, though. Sorry. Well, if I'm working at the house, then who's going to watch the TV? This is honesty this morning. I feel like I can share that with you. Uh, at work, you're like the first person to jump in there if something needs to be done. You just love doing that for other people, love doing that at work. Helper gifting. It's a beautiful gift, isn't it? We all need those people in our life. So no matter what you've distinguished is maybe part of how God's designed you and, and how he's given you these gifts and his talents, these talents, I'd love for us to read 12 again. Verse 12, it says, God gave us all these gifts to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So as everyone is using their giftings, the church gets built up. And it's this lighthouse. It's this beacon of hope because we're all using our giftings. Everybody has a part. Everyone has a place at the table. And the church explodes. It gets built up. It's not two people completely stressed out trying to do a million different things. It's an entire body functioning together. And then verse 14, it says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there or by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. So as the teachers have a place in the church, as there's, as there's people that are pastoral in the church, as there's people that are apostles in the church, and we're all functioning from those, no longer would we be pulled from the YouTubes that teach these like crazy things. We'd actually have somebody to bounce some of this stuff off of and go, is this right? Does this seem right to you? Because it's saying such and such. We would actually have some teachers that are biblically knowledgeable enough to answer some of those questions because the church is functioning as a whole, as a body. And we're no longer tossed by the winds and waves. I kind of, I kind of believe, I kind of, like we'd have sustainability and there would be growth. That's what Paul's talking about. That's the, that's the idea. That's the picture that he's explaining for us. And he goes on to say, from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. It's each part does its work. I just love that because he says it's a body. 
So he gives all these different gifts, and it doesn't mean that, okay, this is the gift that God's given me. I'm all alone in this gifting. What it means is these are the giftings that are connecting parts to the body of Christ. Believers are not given gifts to their own benefit. No one can grow in, in maturity in isolation. It's about being a part of the body of Christ. This is how you grow. You connect to other body parts, and you grow together, and we become one solid body where Christ is the head and his church is the body. Because a body part without the rest of the body is kind of weird, isn't it? I have an example. There we go. This is a foot. And by itself, it's kind of weird. If you saw this on the side of the road, would you stop? <laughs> if you're walking on your way to church this morning and walking down the sidewalk and there's a, there's a foot there, just by itself, it's kind of it's needy, isn't it, too? Scratch me! I'm itchy. Paint my nails. Put on my socks. I don't like those shoes. <laughs> They hurt me. <laughs> so, so Paul says, don't be a foot out by yourself. Connect to the rest of the body. Be a part of a body. You're not alone in your journey towards Christ. We are connected. We are all together. This is all separate. But when it connects to the body, it has a vital role to the body, doesn't it? I'll leave it right there. So it's an invite, guys. It's an invite. It's always an invite at City Church. I don't know if you figured that one out. But it's always an invite here. You're invited to be part of the body. Use your gifts and your talents. Use them on teams around here. We have hospitality team. You know, right now we have two people at the door. I want hospitality team to be six people. I want two people outside holding signs for Easter saying, you're a welcome home. You know, welcome home. And as people drive up Brady Street, we have people with signs. We can do so much. We can help people park. We can help everyone that uses that parking lot over there. We could greet people on 4th Street and on 3rd Street. Like, it, it, the possibilities are endless. It just takes us, like, doing it. City kids, Easter, they're going to be, like, jam-packed. It's a guarantee. So be a part of that. Be the pastor. Use that pastoral gift and just love kids, love parents where they're at. There's so many opportunities here. It's always an invite. And this is the best way you can use, use these giftings. Well, I'm going to take some time to reevaluate some things and kind of figure some stuff out. I get that. I understand that. But I'm telling you, the best way to use your gifts and your talents and discover who you are is to jump on a team. It really is. It gives you a team mentality. You start to understand, oh, I can help people. I can move them forward. I'll put the foot down. I'll put it over there. It kind of stinks. So, yeah, you're invited. You're so invited. We'd love to have you. Be a part of the church. Be a part of the body. 
I hope this is a really good reminder for some of you, and I, I hope that the Lord helped you discover more of how God's designed you and created you and gifted you, because we need reminders. I was reminded of a really great movie from like 1994 that I just love to just share a clip that just like clarifies this reminder, uh, The Lion King. Can you, can you pump that thing up? Would you guys stand up with me? Amen. Amen. Lord, I just want to pray a blessing on each and every one of us here this morning, everybody that's tuning in online, the gifts and the talents that you've given us, Lord, as we, as we step out in those, Lord, we would um, just bring glory to you as as people would see us stepping out in the gifts that you've given us, Lord, I just pray that people would just see you, that you would be glorified in everything that we do, God. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way. Just pray for anyone in this room that has maybe, uh, this is just a great reminder this morning, and, and um Maybe the, the past has like brought a lot of hurt from stepping out in these gifts. Just thank you that, Lord, it's the past. And we can, we can move forward in what you've called us to. And so, Lord, today we look ahead. We look ahead. We learn from the past and we just choose to look ahead. This is how you designed us. This is what you created us for, Lord. Would you put us into action? in every aspect, in our, in our um, workplace, at our house, in this church, in this city. Lord, just thank you that you can just use all these gifts, Lord. this entire week give us capacity for for people that don't have our giftings too Lord and just open our eyes to things that we've been frustrated with because others aren't gifted in the the same way we are just have your way just bless every single person that's here Lord in Jesus name